Part twenty one of the Fates of the Princes of Dovard by Kenneth Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The story of Rhiannon and Prideri, the second branch of it called The Three Unusual Arts of Tyrinion and Gudigwalt Irene, and the Freeing of the Birds of Rhiannon. Four, The Three Kinsmen of the Ferryman of the Lake of the Baragod, and the Spell of the Three Places in Wales at the dawn of the fourth morning he awoke and rose up stronger than ever he had been in his life and went down to the shore the waters of the lake were hued like the turquoise and the beryl clearer and sweeter than any waters in mortal lands neither to the right nor to the left was there any sign of boundary or limit to them nor was there any farther shore visible between the lake and the sky before him the feather of adenfunach that had floated in the air without falling since he came to the bargod now drifted out from land blown by the gentlest wind in the world there must be crossing this sea he said and a marvel if there is no ferry then he shouted is there a ferryman there is came the cry it seemed as if a pink rose dropped from heaven on to the far water and began to glow and grow there out of the heart and the middle glory of it a boat drew towards the shore. It was shaped like the petal of a wild rose from the hedgerows of Chemais, and fashioned of one great luminous rose pearl of beautiful curves and lines. In the boat stood the ferryman, dark, quiet-eyed, of subtle grace and dignity. He was one of the beautiful family of Gwyn, the son of Nudd, and for hair on his head he had plumes of azure flame, the greeting of heaven and man to you said goody gualtairine will there be any crossing the lake there will said the ferryman and you shall not be chargeable for it with that he drew in to the shore and goody went into the boat with him if it please you said goody i desire to follow yonder feather we will follow it said the ferryman he sat down in the front of the boat and began his rowing they went forward until noon in silence then the ferryman said have you come here from the island of the mighty i have said goody there was a kinsman of mine dwelling there in the days of the emperor arthur said the ferryman he was a man of whom no one ever spoke less than good i desire to hear tidings of him what name was with your kinsman said goody all the son of olwith according to his nature said the ferryman seven years before he was born his father's swine were stolen, and when he grew up to be a man, he tracked the swine through the three worlds, and brought them back in seven herds, without losing one of them. He had a keen sense of smell. He could track the bee from the blossom to the hive, three days after her gathering the honey, and he could tell whether she had taken it from the rose, or from the meadow-sweet, from the hawthorn, or from the heather. The path of last year's salmon through the sea, all could easily follow it swimming blindfold indeed now said he i should be discourteous beyond bounds if i permitted you to remain longer without hearing the story of all thereupon he began narrating it with marvellous bardic skill chanting it and weaving it together with pleasant consonances and assonances delightful to the hearing as he went forward with it the air darkened with pansies blooming out of invisibility reddened with crimson roses that had no stem nor root the scent of them spread out over the lake 
it filled the whole region between the water and the sky it was sweeter than honey it was far sweeter than honey sweet and heavy laden with soft heaviness it breathed out from the purple of the pansies from the rich imperial crimson of the roses the ferryman stopped his rowing that he might have his two hands free for narrating the story with pleasant consonance and assonance with delightful rhythm he unfolded the achievements of the son of Olwith, and multiplied the slumber-laden breathing of the flowers sleep came drifting down about the boat the scent of roses and pansies rose up like mists along the edge of the world in the evening there was no seeing the feather where it floated in the air the boat followed it no longer but wandered northward with the current there must be an end of this narrating the story of all thought goody the third day said the ferryman he came into the cantref of mabwinion and there was a care there not so said goody it was not to the cantref of mabwinion that he came wherefore sayest thou this said the ferryman and sighed out of regard for accuracy and the art of story-telling said goody and true it was that all was never in the cantref of mabwinion during his life so far as there is knowing although he came not to mabwinion either on the third day or the fourth yet it was to a place in wales that he came and indeed to three places unless the nature of them were known no one could tell the story what was the nature of them said the ferryman what places were they in the name of heaven i will make the first of them known to you said goody that you may relate this story accurately from this out then he brought into his mind the power of the spell of the three places and whispered it on the wind and as he did so dipped his right forefinger into the horn look you now said he and further give you heed therewith he shook out his forefinger at the ferryman to cause heeding and remembrance in him and it happened that with the shaking a drop of the water fell on the ferryman's forehead the place that he came to on the third day was the wood of mon said he it was the wood of mon by the power of the gods that dwelt there sleep and all sweet scent and dimness were blown away in an instant from the face of the lake the feather shone again in the air to the south and east of them and the boat turned of its own will to follow it ah said the ferryman sighing the story is known to thee we will go forward and well it was that the story was known to me thought goody and well it was to the wood of mon that he came they went forward in silence until the sky was aflame with the sunset behind them and the feather gleamed pale like a rising star in the opal dimness of the east the ferryman stopped his rowing and fell to musing and cogitation wherefore stay you your rowing said goody considering i was said the ferryman seeking remembrance of what island it was you left before you came to the lake of bargod it was the island of the mighty said goody if you come from that island said the ferryman i should desire to learn from you tidings concerning a kinsman of mine that dwelt there in the days of the emperor arthur if you know any what name was with your kinsman clust said the ferryman clust fab clust fineth truly he was a musician if he were buried fifty cubits beneath the earth he could hear the ants when she rose from her nest in the morning as far as from gellywick in cornwall to penblathian in north britain 
he could hear the dew falling and the wheat ripening and the star shining and the rose breaking into bloom he could hear the language of the pilchard and the salmon he could hear the hammer and the chisel of the bee when she builds a storeroom for her plunder from the flowers also he could hear the imagination of the oak tree evil be upon me if i refuse to relate to you this story thereupon he began it music rose up in the east and in the west and floated and drifted towards them over the pearl-pale water it came from the roses and gold of the west as if the sun were harping beyond the brim of the world marvellous spells secret druidic mystery-laden music drifted in towards them over the rosy rippling water it came from the blue dimness of the east as if night were harping beyond the brim of the world as if seven secret enchanters were whispering spells there cold lone whisperings of music more melodious than dream drifted in towards them over the wavering turquoise of the water the ferryman forgot his oar that he might have his two hands free for narrating the story the boat forgot her following the feather and wandered southward with the current the feather herself forgot her glimmering in the east the story of clust was seventeen times better than the story of all and the art and skill of the ferryman were seventeen times greater in relating it no words but were linked together with subtle consonance and assonance and rhyme with the music of his voice his chanting the whole lake became slumberous and a mystery the power in the music for raising slumber was seventeen times greater than the power in the scent of the flowers had been drowsiness overtook the pallid stars and the wan sickle of the moon at her rising there must be an end of this narrating the story of clust thought goody gwaltyrene he came to Caer Dyartu in the cantref of gwynionith on the thirteenth day said the ferryman and as soon as he came into the valley of the Caer, he heard music from the harp of Tyrtu. woe is me for my birth and pre-existences said goody there is no sorrow in the world so keen and bitter to me as the hearing of lies and inaccuracy the ferryman sighed deeply what lies or inaccuracy were you hearing said he inaccuracy in the relating of this story said goody heaven knows it was not in Caerdiratu nor in the cantref of gwynionith that he heard the harp and he did not come there during his whole life so far as is known much less did he come there on the thirteenth day yet it was to a place in wales that he came and indeed to three places i marvel that you should say this said the ferryman what places were they since it is known to you without concealment or inexactitude goody answered him it was unlikely that a foster son of turfliant should have been without knowledge the first was the wood of mon said he i made known that to you before now heed you what the second of them was he whispered the spell on the wind and caused the power of it to be like an unseen mist in the air about them then he shook out his finger at the ferryman again to enforce heeding and remembrance of what should be revealed and with that shook out water from the horn on to his breast the second place was a field said he the field of the fountain of tubai at clandibai it was by the power of the gods that dwell there in a moment 
the whole marvel of music went shuddering down and away into silence the boat turned of its own will to follow the feather that shone now like a little moon low in the heavens eastward the ferryman picked up his oar from the bottom of the boat and went forward with his rowing the story is known to you already he said and sighed even more sorrowfully than before during that night they traversed the water in silence and at dawn there was no land to be seen anywhere either in front or behind them at an hour after dawn the ferryman was taken with musing and meditation again so that he paused in his rowing wherefore is there pausing said goody gualtairine considering and cogitating i was said the ferryman is it from the island of the mighty that you come indeed it is from the island of the mighty said goody it would be better to me than receiving gifts said the ferryman and that though they were generously given by one accustomed to ample bounteousness and neither stint nor afterthought in the giving nor expectation of return if i might obtain news of a kinsman of mine that dwelt in that island in the days of the emperor arthur from that time until now i have heard no tidings of him and it is unknown to me whether he is alive or dead what said goody have you three kinsmen i have said the ferryman and the third was dearer to me and more gifted than either of the others and his mind was of a more penetrating quality Drem, the son of dremidud was the name with him said he he was an astronomer when the gnat arose in the morning with the sun Drem could see her from the top of penguide in cornwall to the bottom of dinsol in the north and furthermore he could easily count the hairs of her beard of a winter's night when the sky was cloudiest it would be easy to him to count the stars of heaven both the brighter and the dimmer ones while he was talking the air above the lake bloomed out into flowers lovelier of aspect than the wild march daffodil than the foxglove of gareth Mylor, than the blossom of the meadow-sweet beside the river than the frail white wooden enemy beside the meadow fountain the waters about them glowed and burned with the hues of the opal the ruby and the amethyst faces looked up out of the waves of such beauty as might blind the eye that beheld them faces looked down out of the unclouded sky whose beauty might have caused strife among the holy druids of the gorseth the ferryman laid down his oar that he might free his two hands for the story the boat began drifting backwards with the current to the west seven times greater was the peril of dreams and forgetfulness then even than it had been before on account of the potency of the faces in the waves and in the sky and of the slumber-laden spell in the blossoms indeed indeed thought goody there must be preventing this relating the story of dramfad dremidud listen you now while i make this known to you said the ferryman accurately and with extreme veracity shall it be told he chanted it with such bardic skill as made the skill he had used before seem mere ignorance and uncouth narration from gellywick said he drem could in a twinkling shoot the wren between the two legs upon esger orfel in ireland and that either by day or by night either with eyes open or with eyes closed woe is me 
said Goody. What sorrow is this wherewith I am afflicted? What sorrow is it? asked the ferryman. Accurate veracity you promised me in the narration of this story, and what you are saying is but half true and half untrue. It seemed to me that it was true, said the ferryman mournfully. It is not true, said Goody. Not from Gellywick could he shoot the wren. His eyesight was not equal to that. From whence was it that he could shoot her, in heaven's name? said the ferryman. From a place in Wales it was. Indeed, from three places. He was such a one that it would have been beneath his dignity to have travelled in other lands. It is a marvel to me that you should not have known this. I knew it not, said the ferryman. What places were they? The first and the second I have made known to you before. They were the wood of Mon and the field of Tibai at Clandibai in Iskenon. Marvellous is your power at forgetting. Then he dipped his finger again, making the power of the spell. Heed now what the third place was, said he, and shook out his finger to enforce it, causing water from the fountain to fall upon the crown of the ferryman's head. It was the Withfer Mountain, in Gwyneth and in Arfon that it was, said he, and in the four quarters of the world there is not the equal of it, and hath not been, and will not be, throughout the age of ages. The Withfer Mountain it was, by the power of our father Hugh Gadarn, that dwells there. Those were the three places, said he. Heed you them, and remember, and it shall be the better for you while you remain alive. The wood, the field, and the mountain. Alas, sighed the ferryman, this is also known to you. We will come to land. End of part 21